Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show, covering the world of fitness, nutrition, and supplementation with world-class guests, the latest clinical research, and plenty of tips you can use right away to boost your health and wellness. Here's your host, Dave Sherwin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dairobi Health Show. And we've brought back a guest that we had a few weeks ago, Dr. Bob Wagstaff. He did a, a really interesting episode. He is the founder of Aura Brush originally, which is a company that he sold. Uh, he's got a PhD and uh, has done all kinds of interesting things in his career. The Aura Brush, of course, being dealing directly with people's oral care and bad breath. And if you haven't heard that episode, you ought to go back and uh, check it out. I believe it's episode 57. But if you go to dirobi.com, click on the podcast or the blog, you'll easily find the interview with Dr. Bob Wagstaff. Well, we're back again with Dr. Bob to talk this time about a product that he's brought to market that is really cool. You've probably heard about it. It's charcoal toothpaste. And Dr. Bob, thank you for coming back on the show. It's, I'm happy to be here with you, Dave. Um, inter- uh, I find it very interesting to be able to talk about this product. Yeah, me too. As a matter of fact, I've been interested in charcoal toothpaste for about a year. I've been using it myself. I really like it. It's such a strange thing the first time you use something black uh, on your teeth. Uh, but I've really liked it. I've I've had some inferior brands. I've had some that I've liked. I've been playing around with it. But meantime, you have been silently behind the scenes inventing another really cool thing uh, with your product. And before we get into the product, let's talk about uh, brushing teeth. Uh, let's just talk about the history of this. Uh, you know, people haven't brushed their teeth with toothpaste forever. I mean, you know, Adam and Eve in the garden uh, didn't have tubes of toothpaste. So before toothpaste and toothbrushes, what did people do? Well, early on, uh, there's been a record, uh, record of people doing something with their teeth as far back as 5000 B.C. But uh, and through that history, people have tried to clean their teeth with various things um, such as ground bone, ground up bone or, or various uh, piece of sand or even dirt. If you wish, they felt that they could put it on their teeth with their finger or with a, a chewed up piece of wood or anything that would kind of help clean their, clean their teeth. So that really they toothpaste as we know it is a very relative recent invention for for us uh, actually the first uh, toothpaste in a tube was uh, invented by uh, dr sheffield in connecticut back in 1880 and previous to that he was making a kind of a paste and selling it in a jar and he also made a powder that he sold in a jar but his son was a painter and went to Paris to uh, for training for schooling, and learned over there that the colors, the paints that they were using over there, were in tubes. And so he came back and told his father about, it, and his father said, "Oh, I think I can put a toothpaste in a tube." And that was the first toothpaste in a tube. And that's been only 1880. That's 140 years ago. Uh, as we talked last time, the toothbrush as we know it was invented really in 1938. So uh, we, uh, we, we look at all the toothbrushes and all the toothpaste and we think, well, that's been going on forever. 
but truly it is a very recent thing for for mankind to have a toothpaste in a tube and a toothbrush that, that as we know it today so uh I can remember, frankly, I I was born in 1934, and I lived during the Second World War as a young person, young child, and I brushed my teeth uh, during the war with with salt sometimes, or with actually baking powder. You took your your brush, and you wetted it, and you put it in the salt or in the baking powder, and then you cleaned your teeth. And that was that was the how that was done. Uh, you know, when I was a child, of course, part of it was economics because our family was not that rich. We lived on a farm, and it was after the war that actually I saw my first tube of toothpaste, which uh, my mother bought for us to use. So again, I just want to point out that the tube of toothpaste we have and the toothbrush we now have is a very recent uh, recent thing. And was it baking powder or baking soda? Baking soda, excuse me. Baking I, I soda. said baking powder, but baking soda, yes. That's what I thought you meant. And baking soda is still popular today as an additive in uh, in in toothpaste, right? Yeah, let me let me tell you a little a little story, a little event. And that is uh, the major producer of uh, baking soda is a company called Arm and Hammer, and baking soda is actually mined. And the mines are the biggest mines are in uh, the state of Wyoming. And uh, <clears throat> Arm and Hammer produces this baking soda, which is used in baking and other things. And so they found out that it, would, it was good for uh, teeth. And uh, so they they invented a, a uh, first the product was a, a powdered baking soda for for using for cleaning teeth. And now of course it's toothpaste. But point I want to make here is that they are they are selling uh, this product because it, it, they mine it. I mean, it's something they have, and so they're they're selling it and they're finding places to use it. Uh, I just want to point out that uh, as opposed to that, we have developed the Genesis charcoal whitening toothpaste using ingredients because we feel they're the most effective for the purpose which is intended, not because we're producing some ingredient that we want to sell to people. Right, right. You don't you don't just have a big mine with a ton of charcoal you need to get rid of. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> but uh, uh, that is really interesting. I always found it fascinating that Arm & Hammer uh, you know, Arm and Hammer is a mining kind of a name, uh, and yet now they have all these household goods. And and of course, I don't think you're you're slandering the company. Or I don't detect any of that. You're not saying there's anything wrong with it. You're just saying they're a company that mines baking soda, and their job is to sell baking soda in as many forms as possible. And uh, and that is really interesting. As a matter of fact, I use their deodorant. Um, I really like it. I don't know if it works any better, but. I've used it for years. It seems better to me. And so that is really interesting that they are a mining company finding uses for yeah. uh, what they do. I want to back up just a little bit. You you patented the Genesis brush. That was kind of your first thing. And this was an evolution after you sold Aura Brush. Now, yeah. you, now you've got uh, toothpaste. And you've mentioned to me in, our, in preparing for this, this podcast, as we talked about the, the topics and whatnot, uh, the importance of something that most of us, I'm sure, take for granted, but 
The importance of the toothpaste and the toothbrush working together. Like I said, I've really never thought about that. It seems so obvious to me. But again, you're saying, hey, it may be obvious to us, but in this, for, for uh, uh, you know, 10,000 years prior to now, uh, or prior to the last 140 years, it was unknown stuff. I mean, this is really recent history. So what is it about the toothbrush and the toothpaste working together that works its magic? Okay. Um, the toothbrush itself, just with water, will not properly clean your teeth. And the toothpaste, if you get it on your uh, finger and put it in there and swish it around your mouth, it will not work alone either. It is, it's well known that the combination of the toothpaste and the toothbrush is necessary to properly clean your teeth. It, it, the parallel to that is when you clean your dishes. If you just wash your dishes with water versus you don't get them really clean, but if you have a detergent along with the water and a brush or a, or a cloth or something to, to uh, get the soap and water to the place where it needs to go, then that combination is the, is the process of cleaning. And so that's the same thing with cleaning your teeth. The toothpaste gets on the bristles of your brush, and the toothpaste contains an abrasive, an abrasive that will uh, scrub, if you wish, along the, te the teeth. And that motion, action of the brush and, this, and the toothpaste as, uh, passing along the surface of the tooth will remove the material that gets stuck on your teeth. So it is the combination of the brush and the toothpaste that is required to have proper, proper cleaning of your teeth. And so you got to get the toothpaste and the toothbrush to every part of your tooth. It, it doesn't just clean because it, it goes by it. It, uh, it. it has to physically, it's a physical cleaning process. It isn't just rinsing your mouth with water or something else and expect the teeth to be cleaned. So, and and that's our, and that's the purpose. That's the primary purpose of what we're about. Uh, our purpose is to really, number one is to clean the person's teeth so that they don't have the food particles and other materials that stay there and allow the bacteria to grow and cause a cavities in your teeth. It, the teeth must be cleaned on a regular basis. Our goal, my goal anyway, is to provide a system whereby all people can clean their teeth on a regular basis so they don't have cavities and they can have their own teeth all throughout their life. Uh, I'm 84 years old and I have all of my teeth, uh, not, not my baby teeth, but I mean my, my permanent teeth. And it's because over the years I have... Uh, taken care of them. I've cleaned them and I've gone to the dentist and I've, you know, if I have a cavity, I get it clean, uh, fixed and so on. And, and it's so much better. You have a so much better life when you have your original teeth all of your life, as opposed to not having them. Right, right. I, uh, well, this is kind of a little aside, but 
Uh, I like to carry a little bit of food and water in my car for uh, if I, I run into a homeless person on the corner. You know, I don't like to give money, um, but I, I like to give them a water bottle or sometimes as a family, we'll make up little care packages with a you know, granola bar, a bottle of water, something like that. Well, one day I was driving and I, I, hadn't, I didn't have anything with me, but I had brought an apple as a snack. And um, I, I stopped at a traffic light where there was a, 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 a veteran-looking uh, kind of a fellow um, standing. And he, he, he was, didn't, wasn't looking desperate or, or kind of uh, pleading or anything. He really was just standing there. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I thought, well, I got this apple. I'll give him an apple. So I rolled down my window and I reached out my apple to him and he smiled this big toothless smile and said <laughs> said no teeth you know thank you but no teeth and uh it, it he was he was quite grateful i had offered uh he did have this big nice but toothless smile and i i thought oh wow you know what and what a thing to to be in this terrible situation already of homelessness and not have teeth. He had teeth kind of on the sides, but all the front teeth, top and bottom, were gone. And you can imagine uh, how awful that would be. It was just a brief little human interaction because the light turned green. I had to go. Uh, but I mentioned this in the podcast earlier, discovering that one of the reasons that people didn't live long lives is because they would lose their teeth back before we had proper proper uh, oral care. So luckily we're we're beyond that. And now what we're working on, it seems to me, is now in our society we've got toothbrushes, we've got toothpaste, and you're one of those guys who's an innovator. You're you're now saying, hey, let's not take for granted these things. Let's let's find the coolest, best. Let's improve on this. So the Genesis brush, you've patented it because it's not only a great toothbrush, but then they turn around and brush their tongue, and it has the right bristles for brushing their tongue, which a normal toothbrush doesn't. So in the toothpaste now, let's let's turn the corner now with all that groundwork being laid to the charcoal. So uh, charcoal, again, it sounds so bizarre that we would take something <laughs> black like charcoal and put it in our mouth and clean our teeth. So let's start with the basic question. What is charcoal? Well, okay, great. Uh, Charcoal, charcoal is a, it's also called carbon in various things. Charcoal comes is, is a product that's made, okay? And it's made from either wood or coal or actually coconut shells are a very good source of carbon. So they, you start out with a source of carbon. Industrial charcoal is generally made from coal or from wood. But charcoal used associated with humans is most often made using coconut shells because uh, of the purity of the carbon that's in the coconut shells versus in the others. The process of so-called activating the charcoal, the, the, the carbon, is a, is a very interesting one. It, uh, what they do is they take the product, whatever it is, we'll talk about uh, coconut shells, take the coconut shells, grind them up. They treat them then, in our case, with a strong base uh, uh, because it, uh, cleaning 
cleaning is a, is more effective in a pH that is basic as opposed to an acid. So they they treat the they treat the ground up charcoal with this base, and then they put it in a furnace. And the temperature of that furnace goes as high as 900 degrees centigrade. For those of you who are not familiar with the centigrade system, uh, zero centigrade is the temperature at which water freezes, and 100 degrees centigrade is the temperature at which water boils. Now, the Fahrenheit equivalents of those are 32 degrees for freezing and 212 degrees for boiling water. But anyway, we're talking now about not 100 degrees centigrade of boiling water, but 900 degrees centigrade, which is nine times hotter than boiling water. And what this does when it's at this high high temperature, it drives out all of the water that's associated with the chart with the uh, carbon source, and the, uh, coconut shells, and they're ground very finely. And so what this does is it's increased the surface area of the charcoal. And for example, by testing, they've tested one gram of activated charcoal has a surface area in excess of 3,200 square feet. Now, a football field is approximately 60,000 square feet. So it's a half a football field. One gram of, of charcoal has a surface area of half of a football field. Well, what that means then is that that surface area can now absorb things. It can be a base for reactions and, and activities associated with water and of cleaning. So that's how that's how charcoal is made, and then the charcoal we use is comes from coconut shells. Uh, processed in a basic pH system. Have I, have I defined it pretty well, or do you deserve more questions? Okay. Yeah, so a I couple... I just wondered if I explained that well, well enough, or if, if, do I need more? No, no, that makes a lot of sense, and it sparked a couple of ideas. Okay. One, I didn't know that uh, charcoal and carbon were the same thing, but now you've explained it to me. It's interesting. I have a, uh, a mini reef aquarium, a saltwater aquarium, 150 gallons, in which I, uh -huh. you know, I have corals and fish, and I try to create a, an ecosystem as close to nature as possible, and it's a beautiful thing, uh, but re you know, we requires a certain uh, water quality and, and purification systems, and interestingly, one of those is what's called a carbon reactor. Uh, every ninety days, I I take this cylinder, and I pour carbon in it. And it has one tube going in and one tube coming out. And I have a pump down in, uh, I have a secondary pump below my tank where all yes. the water cycles from top to bottom. And in the bottom is this carbon reactor. And this pump is constantly pumping water through the carbon. And yes. as, as long as I keep that carbon fresh, like I said, for me, it's about every 90 days, the water quality, it's, it's actually noticeable. Before I had the carbon reactor, my water was just a little bit murky. It was never as nice and clean. And that carbon reactor, it's amazing. After about four days of running on my tank, the whole tank looked clearer. The fish seemed healthier. The corals grew uh, better. So I actually use that in that application. So this is really interesting. <laughs> 
Um, I'd never put that together. Is there other common uses of carbon or charcoal that? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. What yeah. what what else we use it for? Uh, another one that most people see a lot is when they open a bottle of vitamins or pills of some kind, and there's a little package in there. That's activated carbon also, and it absorbs the moisture and keeps the pills as they uh, in storage. But activated carbon or or uh, charcoal, if you want to call it that, is used in methane and hydrogen storage. It's uh, used in air purification, uh, gold purification, metal extraction, water purification. You just gave an example of that. It's used in medicine. If people overdose, for example, on drugs, they they treat them with uh, activated carbon, and it absorbs the, the drugs so that it doesn't get into their body. It's part of sewage treatment. It's air filters and gas masks and respirators uh, and filters of compressed air. Any place you you need to absorb smells you, that you don't want or materials that you want to capture, uh, including water. Uh, and that's why it's it's so interesting to be used as in teeth whitening. But uh, as I'll talk in just a minute, it's also an abrasive material because it has all of this surface area that wants to catch something. And so it's it's also an abrasive, and that's why it's used in toothpaste. Uh, that's why it was used initially in toothpaste. It's been used in toothpaste for over 100 years, but wow. not for teeth whitening. Um, charcoal is was one of the early things people tried, you know, when they wanted to clean their teeth. Um uh, and it's still sold. Charcoal is still sold for various places as a powder, but uh, and because it does have some abrasive qualities as well as absorption qualities, it it's well. Uh, charcoal is mostly well known to pick up smells and odors and things like that. But it also captures stains, and uh, it's the stains on the teeth that, that cause the teeth to become less white. So removing those stains then just basically whitens your teeth because you now see the enamel on your teeth, not covered up by a stain. Okay? Interesting. Okay. So basically all the cleaning power of this product, you know, that's used in all these different applications you mentioned, including my fish tank and in industrial applications and getting rid of smells and odors, all of that is brought into bear when you put it in toothpaste. And so we're saying that it helps clean it helps remove odors. We're getting all those benefits in our mouth, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think uh, I think it'd be well if, if we if I could tell you a little bit more about the charcoal whitening toothpaste and why it's formulated like it is, because you know that's the that's I think that's our kind of our primary purpose here is to educate people about charcoal, but also to give them a little more information about why why we have formulated the charcoal whitening toothpaste as we have. If you look at the ingredients, the first ingredient, of course, is water. And uh, if you're not familiar with the uh, labels, the, 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 according to the FDA, you must list the, uh, the uh, components of a product in how much is there. The first one is, has the most amount of it in there the last one has the least amount in there. So when you look at a, an ingredient label on a product, you can have an idea of what's 
what's most in that product. And in our case, it's the, the, the water is the number one volume part of the, of the product. And it's there so that it's, it gives it the proper uh, viscosity and, and condition that we want. That doesn't mean it's all water. It just means that water is the most prevalent ingredient. Second to that is charcoal powder. Now, charcoal powder is added in this product for two reasons. One, it is an abrasive, so it helps in the cleaning process itself. But it, because we, it's added because we want people to get white teeth. And so the charcoal is there so that as the charcoal meets with the stain that's on the enamel of the tooth, it will pick up the stain, take it away from the enamel, and now you can see more of the enamel of your, of your, of your uh, tooth. Third ingredient is coconut oil. Coconut oil is known to be very friendly to the mouth. It's an, it's an antibacterial product. And it's, uh, it just strengthens the enamel of your teeth also. Tea oil is, is, the, is the fourth ingredient, and it, it has the same properties. The next ingredient is baking soda. Baking soda is added so that the uh, toothpaste will be basic in pH. As I said earlier, the best cleaning environment for any soap or, or toothpaste is a basic pH, not a not an acid pH. The other ingredients are added to uh, uh, help the the person have a good experience. That the product feels good in the mouth. The so-called mouth feel is very important, and the taste. The, the flavors are added so that it's not it's a very pleasant taste uh, and 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 a good experience. But the prime ingredients, of course, are those ingredients that clean and strengthen the tooth and then whiten the tooth. That's our goal here is, is uh, to accomplish that. And that's why it's formulated like it is. And again, as I said earlier, it's formulated for the purpose to, to accomplish the purpose which we want to accomplish, not because we have some ingredient that we want to sell to somebody. You don't have a charcoal factory that's overproducing. That's not, not the issue here. <laughs> it's not the issue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, full disclosure here, uh, I sell this product on my website, dirobi.com. I've been using it. Uh, my, my experience with charcoal toothpaste started well before um, I had any discussions with Dr. Bob about his uh, products and, and ventures. Um, I was introduced to a charcoal powder to brush your teeth with. Don't know if any of you have tried that. That's where you basically get a small kind of a makeup sized jar uh, full of of um, uh, carbon, and you you wet your toothpaste and uh, you wet your toothbrush and put it in there and and brush with the straight powder. And um, I used that. I still have a bunch of that actually in my my uh, bathroom. And then I, I I didn't like that as an ongoing kind of a thing. This thing you discussed about mouthfeel, that was the big problem with the powder. It just, you, you didn't, it didn't like foam up. It didn't feel like it got everywhere. I don't know what it was, but I didn't like that that much. And so I bought a, um, uh, a regular charcoal toothpaste. And I, I've tried some from just, you know, the, the box stores. I've bought three or four probably 
uh, off of, of uh, Amazon. Uh, each of them seemed to have their own selling points. Some I didn't like the flavor. Some I didn't feel got my teeth that clean. Uh, yours I really like. Um, I agree with the things you said about uh, naturally whitening. Um, I do like the flavor. It's, there's nothing, it's not strong. It's a fairly mild, um, you know, I, 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 I don't know how much flavor you added in there, but um, did, did you do a lot of experimentation with flavor and have people try different things or how did you arrive at the taste? Well, uh, I had, I, I basically had several formulations made for me for testing. Yes. And I gave them to various people. And of course I used them myself. Uh, I'm not, I guess the reason that the flavor is not really strong is that I personally am not a flavor person as opposed to, you know, other people have said when I brush my teeth and I, I want to, I, I want to end up with a, my mouth feeling like it's on fire, you know, that it's, that it's, it's a, uh, they like Listerine type of thing, for example, where you end up and your mouth is, you can really feel it. Um, so that's probably why the flavor is, is quote, more, my, more mild. But it's very pleasant and it's, uh, I, 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 it is, that level is, is a result of having given various samples to various people and asking them, you know, what do you think? Uh, I, 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 I know you can't have one flavor that pleases everybody exactly pleases everybody. So you kind of just have to choose what you think most people will uh, enjoy. And so that's why it's that level. Okay. And then you mentioned the other ingredients you've put in it. Um, so obviously this is your product. You're very proud of it. You, you took a long time formulating it. I know. And so do you feel like this is the best, charcoal toothpaste going and if so you know how, how does it how does it compare to what else people might be using in charcoal toothpaste well i just i again i go back to my purpose my primary purpose is for number one to clean the teeth and second to clean to whiten the teeth to whiten the teeth clean clean the teeth first and then whiten the teeth second although it's a whitening toothpaste <laughs> and um I also compare it to the fact that uh, if you if you talk to a dentist, and I've talked to several about whitening their teeth, and most of them that I've talked to, as well as the association, uh, the National Dental Association, recommends that if you want white teeth, you should go to your dentist. And frankly, when you go to your dentist and get white teeth, you're in there for an hour to two hours, something like that. And you come out with whiter teeth, no question about it. But they use peroxide-based products. And peroxide is very hard on the enamel. And so, yeah, you have white teeth, but you have damaged your enamel when you use either the whitening at a dentist or, or when you buy the quote dental strips, which are also based on peroxide. Charcoal is different. Charcoal whitens your teeth over time. You, you will not see any difference, any, anything that you can see a different when you brush your teeth with charcoal whitening toothpaste one time. You have to, you have to use it over time. 
uh, and but it be, because it uses over time, it doesn't it does not harm your enamel. And you, we we want to do all we can to protect our enamel because that's what protects the rest of your tooth, and and that's what you chew with, and that's you know that's your tooth basically is your enamel. Once the enamel's gone, then you, this, your your tooth is gone because that's the that's the thing that holds it all together. So again, as I said. I want to clean that enamel, and then I want to whiten that enamel. And this formulation, in my opinion, is the most effective formulation available. And it's been formulated just because of that purpose. So um, you will you will get white teeth if you use it, use it on a regular basis, and you won't damage your, your enamel. And you'll clean your teeth while you're doing that. Well, excellent. And I've, I've been using it. I like it. Uh, for those of you that didn't hear the first interview with Dr. Bob, as I mentioned, he's also got the patented Genesis toothbrush, which you ought to learn about. You can buy this and the charcoal toothpaste at dirobi.com. They're both also available on Amazon. So if you are a homo sapien who has teeth, you probably ought to give these things a try because like Dr. Bob, you probably want to have your original teeth uh, into your 80s, 90s, and beyond. I'm not sure how far beyond you plan on going, Dr. Bob. You, you seem to be going along at a, at a pretty good clip in your 80s. Um, and so uh, I, don't, I don't see you slowing down anytime soon. Can I, well, one thing, one thing more. Thank you very much. I, I, I want... I, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I want a quality of life while I'm alive. That's that's the important thing, yeah. as I see it. Yeah. At any rate, there's one other there's one other aspect of of this uh, that I want to uh, uh, make mention of, if I could. It's kind of an afterthought, and that is people who wear braces. Um, you know, um, one of the big problems with braces is that. They don't get cleaned. The teeth don't get cleaned. The, uh, behind the braces and the brackets and the wires and all that kind of stuff that's in the mouth, the the uh, the tooth the teeth don't get cleaned. And it's very very common for when a, a teenager, especially, takes off their braces, the dentist goes through and he has several cavities that he has to fill. Uh, I really believe that if a person would use a good toothpaste and a Genesis toothbrush, that they'll 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 prevent this because the the brush gets behind the 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 wires and the brackets. But it has to have a good toothpaste because it's the combination again of toothpaste and toothbrush that cleans. So if you just clean behind with. a stick or a toothpick or something like that, you you might get some of the material out, but you don't really clean behind there. And and so if they if the if they would want white teeth when they finish, if they if the uh, customer can use a charcoal whitening toothpaste along with a toothbrush and clean around the brackets and the braces, it will it will greatly I can assure you it'll greatly reduce the number of cavities. Second, there is a, an, a product called Invisalign, and there's some that are they're different names, but they're the same concept, and that's a plastic. They make a plastic impression of your teeth, and then they change that impression 
to, to strengthen your teeth over time. Uh, the problem arises is that when you, when that person wearing that that I'll call it a brace, uh, uh, he, if they eat, they have to take them off. And so after they eat, then they have to they should they must clean their teeth because if they if they don't clean their teeth, then they put that back on top, and now you've got all the food particles that are still in your teeth, and the bacteria then can start working on your teeth for cavities. So a person needs to clean not only clean their teeth but also clean the inside of the of the Invisalign product, and and the toothbrush and toothpaste really help that and also help prevent cavities from forming when you're using that kind of a te- teeth straightening system. So it works for both kinds, and I just thought about that and thought maybe the customers your customers might like to hear something about that. Okay. Yeah, that's very interesting. And, you know, we talk about a lot of different things on this show, including, of course, we're a supplement company, so we talk about some of our supplements and everything. But these these are items that are very inexpensive and last a long time. Uh, Cost-wise, the Genesis brush, of course, is more expensive than a generic brush. And the charcoal toothpaste is a little bit more expensive than a, um, a generic or, you know, a, a, a traditional white one you would get anywhere. But uh, but they're a really good value because you know you only need a new toothbrush every six months and a, tooth, a tube of toothpaste lasts a long time and so you can pick up a genesis brush and the toothpaste for about the cost of lunch right and that's going to last you months and so uh you know if you want to be like dr bob and have your original teeth in your 80s uh, these are things to have a look at. And Dr. Bob, thank you for coming on the show again. Uh, we're we're excited for whatever you're going to invent next, and, and ready to have you on again uh, when you move on to your your next interesting venture, whatever that might might be. Uh, <laughs> so, again, any any other closing thoughts before we we let you go? No, thank you very much. I appreciate this. I, I enjoy doing it. And uh, it, it, uh, I just enjoy sharing some ideas and thoughts with other people and appreciate the, the opportunity to do this. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much myself. Thank you so much for being a guest. And for those of you listening, this is Dave Sherwin wishing you health and success. Thanks for listening to the Dairobi Health Show. Make sure and check dirobi.com for a free copy of Dave's excellent health book, Formula 7, and enter to win in our free Bottle Friday contest. If you're enjoying the show, leave your review on iTunes. See you next time.